Hello, and welcome to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists. We are a vibrant liberal religious community that treasures diversity, practices justice, and teaches love and respect for everyone. We grow spiritually through worship, shared learning and service, and relationships that go deep. As we say each Sunday, whoever you are, whomever you love, whatever your image of the holy, your presence here is a gift. All are worthy, all are welcome. Good morning. I'm Susan Marcinkus, your worship associate today. And it is my pleasure to welcome you to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist online worship service. Our greeter today is Les Solomon. Our other worship leaders today are our minister, Reverend Laura Horton Ludwig, our director of religious education, Austin Peterson, and our assistant director of music, Dave Robbins. And a special th thank you to our AV folks or folk today, Dave Wilcox. If you'd like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wuu.org to download a copy, or you'll find the link in the chat box. If you're visiting today, we are glad you are here. We invite you to say hi by typing a quick note into the Zoom chat. And if you'd like to sign up for our email list, please fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org. And that link will be in the chat box as well. We also invite you to join one of our discussion groups after the service so that we can get to know you better. You can choose between staying in the main room to reflect on today's service or accept the invitation to join one of our smaller social groups. Tonight, WUU is hosting an outdoor summer solstice drum circle at 7.30 p.m. And all are welcome, but space is limited, so you need to sign up in advance. The link is in this week's spiral email, and we'll post it in the Zoom chat now. We also have a service opportunity for you this week. We are looking for volunteers to help with our Summer Meals for Kids program to make meals for hungry kids starting this Friday and continuing each Friday through August 27th. It's a family friendly, it is family friendly, and we'd love for you to join in. Again, this link is in this week's spiral email, and we'll post it in the Zoom chat now as well. Boy, that Zoom chat's just filling up. Next Sunday, next Sunday morning, we have a special treat planned. We'll be worshiping along with thousands of other WUU, excuse me, UU as we stream the Sunday morning worship service. With, from the annual Unitarian Universalist Association General Assembly. Just show up here as usual, same time, same Zoom link, and we'll get to enjoy it together. After that, our WUU Reopening Task Force invites everyone to a cafe conversation, introducing our summer reopening plans. Now I invite you to enjoy our opening hymn.
let us sing, sing to the power of the sea. Sing then now let us sing, sing to the power of the sea. Sing lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Be not afraid, be not afraid. Now let us sing to the power of the faith within. Now let us sing, sing to the power of the sea. Again, welcome. Here at WUU, we are committed to being an anti-racist, anti-oppressive congregation. We work to ensure that all people are treated with dignity, fairness, and equity. In our worship, we celebrate the contributions of people from of diverse racial and ethnic backgrounds, genders, and sexual orientations. We are happy that you have joined us via live stream audio or video or Zoom. Whether you have come seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You are seen here, even if we cannot see you physically. Now I invite you to join in in saying our welcoming words. And please, as you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. The words are pasted into the Zoom chat. Let us say them in what goes for unison. Folks on Zoom will unmute you so that you can hear each other. Whatever you love, whatever you love, 
your presence here is all are worthy all are welcome hello hello all this month of june our soul matters groups are having fun with the june monthly theme which is play and in the spirit of play i offer these words by drew letter from his book games for the soul he says i realized that the way of play was a part of all religions saint paul proclaimed himself a fool for christ jews honor the sabbath that time to stop working and take pleasure in life Hindus say that the universe was created as Lila or divine play. After all, the omnipresent eternal one needed something to do. Muslim Sufis teach through jokes about Mullah Nasruddin, a laughable sage and fool. And we'll hear about Mullah Nasruddin in just a little bit. Native Americans celebrate body trickster figures, try attending a Cherokee booger event. Buddhists practice meditative games of breathing, attention, and joyful presence. Zen teachers poke fun at dogma, as in Master Fung's pronouncement, the Buddha is a bullheaded jail keeper and the patriarchs are horse-faced old maids. It seemed the whole world was playing with spirit in a thousand delightful ways. So in this spirit, come, let us worship and play together. Thanks, Reverend Laura. Now, please join me in saying the words to light our chalice. If you have a chalice or a candle handy nearby, please go ahead and light it now as we spotlight George Sturgeon's mother, mom, lighting a chalice, again, we'll unmute you to say the words in unison. We light this chalice, light this chalice for, for the warmth of love, love, for the light of truth, truth, for the energy of heaven, and for the harmony of Peace in our hearts, peace in our hearts, and peace in our world. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Susan. So, Mullah Nasruddin, I have a story for you about Mullah Nasruddin. Mullah Nasruddin had been working in the fields all day long. He was tired and sweaty and his clothes and shoes were just covered in mud and stains. I wonder if any of you have had that experience, maybe been out in the garden or maybe even yesterday, left your clothes a little tired and sweaty. So because he had been working and fasting all day long for Ramadan, he was also very hungry. But finally, it was almost sundown and Nasruddin knew that he would soon be able to eat. Now, the wealthiest man in town had invited everyone to come break their fasts in his home that evening. They were going to have a huge feast. And Nasruddin knew that he would be late if he went home to change his clothes and wash up and brush his hair um, before heading into town. So he decided that it was better to arrive dirty in clothes that were dirty that, than to be late. He didn't want to be late to the party. 
and oh, what a party it would be, what a feast. As he walked to the wealthy man's home, Nasruddin imagined delicious foods that he would soon be eating dates and lentils and chickpeas and olives and bread and hummus and falafel and chicken and beef and best of all, the desserts. The baklava, the date rolls, the halva, the, the figs, the baklava, ugh, so many yummy treats. So when Nasruddin arrived, the wealthy man opened the door, looked Nasruddin up and down scornfully. From his worn, ragged clothes to his very muddy shoes, and without even a word of welcome, he gestured Nasruddin to come in and walked abruptly away. Nasruddin joined the throngs of people who were all dressed in their finest clothing. The tables were laden with all sorts of delicious food, dates and lentils and chickpeas and olives and bread and hummus and falafel and chicken and beef and best of all the desserts. And despite his efforts to hurry, the seats were all taken. Nobody tried to move over or make room for Nasruddin. In fact, nobody even offered him food or a glass of water. He had reached over and around people to try to get food for his plate. Nobody even spoke to him. It was as if he wasn't even there. The other guests ignored him so completely that Nasruddin could not enjoy the food on his plate, no matter how finely prepared and how tasty it truly was. In fact, after only a few bites, Nasruddin was so uncomfortable that he decided to leave. Jessica O'Brien says, I hate being so under or overdressed at occasions. Isn't that the truth? And that's what Nasruddin was suffering from. So Nasruddin decided that he was going to leave. He was going to go home. He took a bath. He bathed in rose water so that he would smell really good. And he changed into his finest clothing, including a beautiful coat. And so Nasruddin returned to the feast at this time. And the host welcomed him with a huge smile. Oh, come in, come in. I'm so glad to see you. You must be so hungry. Let me find a spot for you at the table. And as Nasruddin entered, people waved and called to him from all corners of the room as they invited to sit near them. And they offered him food. Nasruddin sat quietly down. Picking up a plump fig, he carefully placed it into his coat pocket, saying, eat, coat, eat. Next, he took a handful of nuts and put them into another pocket and said, eat, coat, eat. Now he began to feed his coast coat in earnest, grabbing all sorts of food and putting it into his coat. He started smearing desserts all over his sleeves into every pocket his coat had. He took the cooked lentils. He took the chickpeas and the olives. 
He took the bread, the hummus, the falafel, the chicken, the beef, and best of all, the desserts, the baklava, the date rolls, the figs, and the baklava, put them in to the pockets. Nasruddin watched the whole crowd become silent as they watched this strange behavior. Soon everyone in the room was staring at Nasruddin, wondering what is this crazy person doing? The host hurried over, Nasruddin, what are you doing? Why are you feeding your coat in this manner or at all? Well, replied Nasruddin, when I first came to the feast in my old farming clothes, I was not welcome. No one would speak with me. No one would sit with me. Nobody wanted me around. And so I went home and I changed into my coat. And suddenly I was greeted warmly. So I realized that it was not me who was invited to this party. It was my coat. So I'm feeding the coat. Wow, what a trickster. What a wise fool Nasruddin is. And he has many other stories, but this one is so poignant. Can you imagine what that coat looked like at the end, just covered and caked in lentils and other food? At the end, it probably didn't smell that good either. And so what does welcome actually mean? Who are we welcoming and what are we welcoming? Something to consider. Blessed be. Thank you, Austin, for that great story. I'll have to try that at the next party. Now we have a reading from God in Disguise from the Games for the Soul by Drew Letter. He's writing from a, a God-centered perspective, but you can translate his spiritual language however it works for you. The Hindu greeting, namaste, means roughly, I bow to the God in you. Mother Teresa, caring for the poor and sick, saw only Christ in a series of guises. A spark of the divine resides in everyone. If we focus on our flawed humanity, that's all we'll ever see. But look beneath your neighbor's stained and tattered dress you may find God in disguise. Today, approach others as if this were the case. With those you meet or selected people, imagine that their true self is divine. Shape this game in accord with your own wishes and beliefs. That is, you might choose to see others as Christ or as angelic messengers, like those to whom Abraham offered hospitality or as a secret Bodhisattva. Admittedly, the disguises worn can seem quite convincing, but as the spiritual teacher Ram Das says, they're all just God in drag. They're all just God in drag, amen. So now I invite you to join in a spirit of meditation reflection and prayer. As we take a moment to shift our focus and perhaps drop down into a space within us where laughter is most welcome. And so are our tears.
today so much to honor and celebrate we honor today the summer solstice the longest day a day of warmth and spaciousness and we honor the beautiful holiday of juneteenth which as of this week is our newest federal holiday we celebrated juneteenth just yesterday some of the folks from this congregation were a part of our local celebration, uh, the 156th anniversary of the day when the enslaved people of Galveston, Texas, finally heard the news that they were free in body as they always were in spirit. May this time be one of remembrance and hope. And may we recommit ourselves to the ongoing work of freedom and equity. And as if that were not enough, today we also honor a very personal holiday, Father's Day, with this prayer by the Reverend Rod Richards. On this Father's Day, we honor those fathers and father figures in our lives who have loved and supported, encouraged and instructed us. We mourn with those who mourn the loss of a father and fathers who mourn the loss of a child. We support those for whom this day brings pain and sorrow, those who suffered abandonment, neglect or abuse. And we support and celebrate the fathers in our midst who give of themselves to their children, recognizing all the strength and wisdom and stamina and love and time and honest introspection that fatherhood requires. We support those men who choose not to have children yet are present in loving and supportive ways to children, youth and adults alike. And we seek to honor wherever we find ourselves today across this vast spectrum of experience and to feel the compassion that embraces us wherever we are. So may it be. And now turning to those joys and sorrows that are deeply personal to this community, I want to lift up the family of Bob Tervine, Bob, beloved W member who died on Wednesday at the age of 93. Today, let us hold his sons, David and Ted and their families in love and care and Bob's many friends as well. Bob was one of a kind, he will be dearly missed. Many other joys and sorrows in our midst, many unspoken, many held tenderly in our hearts. And I invite you now to return to that space of quiet in you and call on the holy in whatever way is most dear to you as we enter into a shared silence.
Now in the spirit of Juneteenth, I invite you to sing along with a hymn of resistance. Wade in the Water, one of the great freedom songs of the African-American tradition. On the surface, it tells the story of the Israelites escaping from Egypt. It's said that Harriet Tubman used this song as a form of deadly serious play, if you will, a secret code warning those who had escaped from the plantations to literally get into the water when trackers were near. Let's sing it together now. Thanks for that, Dave. Soon after my sister moved to Miami in the late 1990s, she joined a capoeira school. I bet some of you know about capoeira. It's spelled C-A-P-O-E-I-R-A. -E capoeira, a Brazilian martial art with an amazing history. 
enslaved people from the land we call Angola today brought this tradition of martial arts with them to Brazil. It has deep spiritual roots in African religious traditions, and many of the kicks and moves are this still, still the same as they were about 400 years ago. But the practice in some ways <clears throat> changed in Brazil. The enslaved people did not want the slave owners to know they were practicing self-defense techniques for obvious reasons, and they were forbidden from practicing their traditional religions. So they came up with a disguise for what they were doing when they practiced. They added music and singing, and they said, oh, we're not fighting, we're dancing, it's just dance. And in that way, they concealed their martial arts training and called it play. Over the years, enough enslaved people were able to escape that they formed small communities in the jungle, free settlements called quilombos, which is spelled Q-U-I-L-O-M-B-O-S, quilombos. And in those communities, people owned themselves and practiced their cultural traditions as they chose. And the ones who defended the quilombo communities, capoeira practitioners. They defended the quilombos from the Portuguese military with guns and cannons out to destroy them. The biggest quilombo founded in 1605 lasted for almost a hundred years. At its height, it contained 30 thousand people. Some of the quilombos still exist today. There's a wonderful song by the Brazilian singer Gilberto Gil. It sounds like Gilberto Gil in English, but in Brazil they pronounce it Gilberto Gil. And it's a song about the quilombos that connects their history to freedom struggles today. Part of the lyrics, an excerpt goes like this. It says, uh, there was once a black Eldorado in Brazil that existed, lived, struggled, fell, died, then lived again. And I want to sing it for you just a, that, that little bit because it just sounds so pretty. In Portuguese, it goes like this. And you have to imagine the percussion in the background. But it basically goes like, Existiu uma dourada negra no Brasil. Existiu, viveu, lutou, tombou, morou, de novo, ressurgiu. It's a really happy song, and it ends with these words: "Reborn, quilombo now, yes, you and I, reborn." Thanks, Reverend Laura. Each Sunday, we make an offering from the bounty that we are blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity and a recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. If you are joining us for the first time, please feel free to give if you wish, and also know that your presence is gift enough. Today is Share the Plate for Social Justice Sunday. All of your gifts today will go into a new program called Media Mentors. Here to tell us more about Media Mentors is Ebony Flake, co-founder. 
Hello, Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist Church. Uh, my name is Ebony Flake, and I'm here today to talk about a wonderful organization that I co-founded along with Brian Smalls and Randall Hazard, uh, and that's Media Mentors. Um, Media Mentors is a fairly young organization. We uh, have been around for a little less than 12 months. Um, but we are an organization that seeks to empower youth in and around the Williamsburg area to own their narratives. And how are they gonna do that? Well, they're gonna do that through um, video, through filmmaking, um, through editing, through writing, through storytelling. Um, and so we are equipping um, youth, imaginative, creative young people, um, ages junior high and up through college to um, tell their stories using top of the line equipment. We're empowering them with um, wonderful instructors who can help them to um, cultivate their story in a way that's compelling um, and very visually appealing. Um, and what's the importance of owning your narrative? Well, I think uh, far too often for marginalized communities, um, their stories are kind of commandeered and told by um, folks who don't live within their communities and maybe don't understand the nuances and dynamics that contribute to um, that environment. So we all know that history belongs to the tellers of it. Um, and we really want to empower uh, our kids to be the tellers of their own history. Um, we know that all too often um, terms like uh, urban youth, problematic inner city youth, um, terms like super predators, um, terms like that are used to describe uh, populations without giving color to kind of maybe what creates those dynamics and sometimes uh, without necessarily being truthful about uh, the, the entire picture. So um, I just, I think this is so important and uh, we look forward to producing quality content for youth in and around our area um, to be able to really tell their stories own their narratives um, and do it in a very powerful, uh, compelling and professional way. So we really, really appreciate your support. Um, thank you so much for welcoming uh, media mentors into your, into your sanctuary today. Um, and I look forward to visiting you soon. Thank you. Thank you. If you'd like to give through our website, please visit WUU org and click on give online if you'd like to give by text please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688 i'll repeat that 757-500-0688 and follow the prompts from there if you'd prefer to give by check please mail your check to WUU 3051 Ironbound Road, Williamsburg 23185. And we thank you so much. Now let's enjoy the world premiere of a piece written by our own Dave Robbins just for this service.
Okay, I'm so sad that you cannot hear, Dave, all the the praise and enthusiasm that's coming your way. Um, Dave, you're killing it. Thank you so much. You are a gift to all of us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you read the chat, Dave. So many great comments coming in for you. Okay, friends, we are in the home stretch of our service today. We have touched on some powerful ways that play can be used in the service of resistance and freedom and human dignity. And we've tended to our personal joys and sorrows. But it is time for us to um, head towards closing. So in a spirit of gratitude, I wanna offer you a song by a group that I just learned about a few days ago, the Resistance Revival Chorus. In their words, they are a collective of more than 60 women and non-binary singers who join together to breathe joy and song into the resistance. And their song that we'll hear today is called, This Joy. This joy that I have the world didn't give it to me. Oh. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Don't you know that? This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Oh, I said the world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. Oh, this strength that I have, this strength that I have. This strength that I have. Oh, yeah, now. The world to me. Take it all. 
take it away. Resistance Revival Chorus believes in the words written by the poet Toy Derricott when she wrote, Joy is an act of resistance. We believe in the words of Mr. Harry Belafonte, who said, when the movement is strong, the music is strong. We sing to revive the hearts of those who fight for social justice, and we sing together for freedom. That was beautiful. I think I can only take about 10 more hours of that. I don't know about you. Sadly, it's time that we start to wrap up. Now let's say the words to extinguish the chalice. We'll invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. And we will paste the words into the Zoom chat. And again, we'll try to say them in unison as George Sturgeon's mom, mom, <laughs> we'll extinguish the chalice. <clears throat> we extinguish the flame, but not the light of the warmth of the fire of commitment. All right, thank you so much. Oops, I've got to mute everybody. Hold on. I'm running tech today, so give me a moment. Okay, there we go. We're almost done, but I have one more thing that I would love to get your help with. For our benediction today, I would like to do something we've never, ever done before. But you've probably done it, not at church. Maybe you've done Mad Libs. Mad Libs, those silly fill-in-the-blank stories where one person asks another to name a noun, a verb, a color, or whatever. You write the answers in the blanks, and then you read the finished piece out loud, and it's usually quite funny. So today, if you'll help me, we're going to do a short and sweet, serious, but a little playful Mad Libs benediction. So will you play with me? I need three positive UU values like love or justice. Go ahead and type some values in the Zoom chat and I'll take the first three I see. What are three values? Give me some values in the chat. Open-mindedness, solidarity. Ooh, I'm writing. Okay, I need one more UU value. I know you've got it. Justice, thank you. Okay, now I need two places. Any place could be anywhere. Give me two places. First place you think of. Okay, W and one more. Uh, whoa, they're coming in fast and furious. I'm gonna, the sanctuary is awesome, but I think we've covered it at W, so I'm gonna go to Mars, excellent. And last but not least, one positive emotion like happiness. Give me one positive emotion. Okay, wait, what was the first one? Uh, joy was the first one I saw, joy it is. Okay, I think I'm ready. Here is our benediction. And as always, I invite you to hold out your hands as a sign that we are together and connected. As we go forth today, May we be sustained by open-mindedness. 
May we spread solidarity and justice at WUU or Mars or wherever we go. And may the spirit of play, of play bless us always with light, laughter, and joy. May it be so. Amen and blessed be.